five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to Truth, Beer, and Podsequences. So this is the podcast where my co-host and I listen to all the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts from the previous week. We get together at our podcast host today, which is Higher Gravity, Summit Park. And thank you to our gracious podcast host. And what we do is we give our version of the truth of how those podcasts went. And hopefully there aren't too many consequences from the hosts of the other shows. And so far, so good. Pretty good. We've pretty, been pretty good for a while. Pretty good. <laughs> I am Marco. I am a taproom manager here Woo-hoo! locally in Cincinnati. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. A, thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited. A bit of a change, uh, but also uh, the same in a lot of ways. So very excited. And uh, I do not work for a company that maybe several other people in the podcast the <laughs> Cincinnati podcast uh, network work for so you know they should start their own podcast network I, of all the like be no, so, they, they should not so I'm just making a funny I mentioned that to <laughs> a friend of ours great minds I'm telling you I mentioned that to a friends of our uh, friend of ours and uh, the problem is uh, money uh, people don't really have it pay for that oh, or that. sort of thing uh, that we're doing. Uh, but we appreciate all of our uh, supporters financially and otherwise. And mm-hmm. that voice you heard is from the best co-host in Podcastlandia. I am Julia. And all I am is a drinker of all the craft beers That's here in the true. Cincinnati area. That's I, not all you are. I also like to write funny things about craft beer, parodies of, of songs to the tune of craft beer, especially during my favorite season of the year, which is fastly approaching beer vent season. Yeah. Shout out to Higher Gravity and their beer vent calendars. They are on sale right now at Higher Gravity Craft House, H-A-U-S dot com. You can pick them up at either the North Side or the Blue Ash location starting. They're going to try to have them ready, I believe, the week before Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. somewhere around, somewhere they late November. They should get that ready. They should, they should be ready by then. I'm yeah. busy, uh, but yeah, they should be able to get those ready. Yes, so definitely get them. It is a new <laughs> beer every day in the month of December. It is the best time of the year, hands down. So buy your beer in boxes. Don't bitch when, when they're sold out and you didn't get one. Yeah. Yeah. So, Marco, since we are technically a craft beer podcast... We should let people know that we are drinking, although for the second week in a row, you do not have a craft beer in your glass. So my apologies to all the listeners. I'll let you know the craft beer in my glass first because I'm sticking to to the laminated show sheet and I am drinking a craft beer. Okay. I am drinking Dry Hopped Zwickel, which is a, uh, funnily enough, a Zwickel beer. And it is for, it, wow, it is from Bitburg Brewery. Bitburger. Bitburger, yes. Yeah. I don't yeah. know why I added like a weird French thing to the end of that. My accents, they're not the best. That's okay. What are what are you drinking that uh, I may regret allowing you to? Ah, uh, Julia, the end of this for episode? the second week in a row, I have a nice glass of Terramana Reposado tequila. So good, but it's not so good. as good as 
the Classe Azul. The, yeah. Oh, that was so good. That was ridiculous. That was my first, like, just plain straight tequila experience. Yeah. And I am now ruined for life because... It, it was so good. It is It is incredible. It was so good. Uh, I did have a, a Fest beer from Third Eye uh, just before this. That's true, you did. And I am going back to beer after this. I am, we are not making this... Uh, a tequila show. Tequila, <laughs> another tequila show. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, but I it need was to a lot space of fun. You guys did not hear most of that. Most of, most of that got cut from our bonus episode, but uh, yes, it <laughs> Damn, was. That it was good. It was amazing. It was a lot so, Marco, Julia, did you happen to listen to any? I almost said craft parenting podcast <laughs> this I week, did. but that is one of them. I did. Uh, pod craft beer podcast, Cincinnati based this week. So, okay, so we already both confirmed we both listened to this week's craft parenting podcast. Yep. Did you happen to check out? I almost said Dancing with the Gnome. I don't know why. Drinking with the Gnome. Maybe that's another podcast that he's working on, which is why we <laughs> haven't gotten a Cincy, uh, a Cincy Brewcast or the could, Cincinnati Ooh, the Cincinnati Brewcast. Are we, are we drinking? Yeah, we're gonna d- All right. Boop. Let's let's do this. Although, I think that Dancing with the Gnome would be more video content for his YouTube channel. Yeah. Promo code Gnome at Manscaped.com. Doesn't tie into this in any way, shape, or form, but I'm throwing it out there for him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bruce Guy's Happy Hour. I did. We got another episode of that. Super cool episode. Very I'm fun. very excited to talk about that one. And Shift Beers. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of their final episodes. <laughs> <laughs> or is sure it? it is. Or is it? All right. right. Let's go ahead because you're going to take a while sipping through that. Yeah, I'm gonna. What sip. would you What would you like to get started with this week? Um, two of these podcasts have uh, what may or may not be one of my supervisors in them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, do we end with those two, or do we start uh, with those no, two? No, I like what we've been doing. We've started with Crab Parenting Pod. We've uh-huh. ended with Ship Beers, and let's you know throw the others in between. All right, so let's go ahead and run through episode seventy two. A craft parenting podcast, the one with Chris from Shift Beers. I know that guy. We both know that guy. We do. They recorded at our old podcast home, BC's Bottle Lodge Montgomery, rest in peace. Yep. To the location. I mean, I I guess for when I say BC's Bottle Lodge, I just have to end with that. I don't have to say BC's Bottle Lodge Liberty because it's it's the the only only BC's left. And then once once the brewery opens, well, but the brewery is going to be BC's Brewing. Are they going to change the name of the yep. Bottle Lodge to just... Okay. They will be BC's Brewing Company. Brewing Company across the board. All yeah. right. Cool. Uh, I stopped there at BC's Liberty. I saw that. Yeah. How was it? I, I was it only was, up there once, and that was years and years and years ago. It was uh, It was very nice to... I was with Vincent. Mm-hmm. We were doing a little running around. Mm-hmm. Did he get some, some uh, craft it, sodas? Was it last Wednesday, the day after the tequila show? It might have been. It might have been. Uh, but uh, went up there, uh, did did a little bit of a, a run, uh, you know, a, a beer or two at one place, mm-hmm. one beer at another, a beer at another place, you know, that kind of thing. And it started all the way at uh, uh, BC's Liberty and worked our way back towards uh, this area. And it was nice. Good. It, it, was, nice. it was really nice. I, I got to see Caleb. Awesome. Uh, I got to see Ben Comer. I was going to ask which uh, Ben. Ben won. Uh, <laughs> ben <and> won. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, Oben one, uh, Kenobi. (laughs) And then uh, I saw the the brewer for uh, BC's Brewing Company. Nice. Got to talk a little bit. We got to talk with him during our last recording session at BC's Bob Lodge Montgomery. We did. That was was a lot of fun. Um, 
was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Although the air conditioning is better here. That's, yeah. all I'm, that's all I'm going to say. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, we also don't have a giant roll-down doors. Yeah, that that's true. That tempt you to open them. Yes. When Even they, when it's a billion degrees. Yeah, a billion degrees. Anyway, let's, anyway, let's get back on back track. Craft, craft Parenting, parenting Podcast. Uh, so apparently Chris's oldest kid has already been told that she has to work for a certain chain of breweries or like a conglomeration of breweries when she is old enough. She has no choice in the matter. Um, and I mean, it's kind of good, good that she has her career path already semi-planned out for her. And somebody you don't want to fuck with. This is very true. She has black belts. She has a sword. Multiple swords, maybe? You never know. She's not right. going to give away all of her secrets. You never know. She is an amazing gymnast. So in between, like, the kicks and the sword chops, she's going to be, like, backhand springing all over the place. You're never going to be able to catch her. She is formidable for sure. At her young age, just imagine that if Chris's daughter was in Kill Bill. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. the kind of that's... level of, of like lethal. Uh, a, she is a lethal weapon. Mm-hmm. And they they go over that. And yeah, of course, yeah, Chris is do. very proud, as he oh, should he be. Oh, he should be, absolutely. Should be yeah. absolutely yeah. proud. Yeah, he should be proud. And, and I had the, the pleasure of meeting both of his kids. Wonderful. My God, they are, uh, they're going to be just like him. Did you him, feel man. the lethal- lethalness coming yeah. off? Yeah. Of? Yeah. It's like radiating. Like, you know, how, like some people are like, oh, I can see your R. I can feel your energy. Right. You. Like when Rick James get, like, was alive, when he walked into that club. It's like, <laughs> or like when Charlie Murphy and, and Eddie Murphy walked in the club and Rick James was there and just had that aura. And just had, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good God. Rick James, bitch. Fuck your couch. That's right. I, I cannot watch that because I just I, I ugly cry laughing the entire time <laughs> so one of the funniest things about this episode was right in the very beginning of the episode so they were talking they were doing the little like intro stuff talking about you know kids and stuff and then Joe asked Chris oh how you know is your beer good are you good do you need a break and Chris is like no I'm good well then Joe hits the break button it's like an immediate break <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> He, Chris said he was good. He could have kept going. Nah. I got a, a pretty good chuckle out of that one. Not sure if it was intentional or not, but I definitely enjoyed uh, the, do you need a break? No. <laughs> Taking one anyway. Taking one anyway. Fuck hey, it's, it's my podcast. It, it's, it, exactly. Joe said, look at me. It's my podcast. My podcast now. Uh, they talked a bit about the kids shows that their their kids are currently watching, and then that kind of tangented into the shows that they used to watch as kids. When I was younger, it was Kratz Creatures, not Wild Kratz. And, I mean, that was... Okay, so I was probably a teenager, and I just liked shows with animals in them. So, I mean, I don't say when I was a, a child, I watched... Like Kratz. 17, 18? Uh, you know, age doesn't matter okay. at all. It doesn't matter when I watched it. Um, as far as cartoons. As far as cartoons go. It doesn't matter as far as cartoons. Sure, we'll go with that. They talked about uh, the Florida Man Challenge. And then they said that there should be a Florida Woman Challenge there should be. as well. So I did it. You did it. I did it. Uh, I knew you were going yeah. to. <laughs> I can't disappoint the fans that know that I overindulge in like digging into all these weird little pieces that, the, that these podcasts Love do. Love it. So because we share a birthday, you get to share in my Florida womanness. Uh, I don't even know if that's, I don't know. That's cool. But we'll, we'll go with that. I'll and this one, this one is fitting. So my Florida Woman Challenge resulted in a woman accused of scamming people out of nearly $100,000 
four, and you can't see my air quotes unless you're watching the Patreon live stream over there. Where do we put the camera? Don't say it's foot pics. No. Okay. It's better than that. Okay. Witchcraft services. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is that is so beyond perfect. I loved it. I loved it. I loved services. it. Uh, they, they talked a bit about... How can you prove that? How can you prove that you weren't successful in what you tried to do? Some exactly. Of these, some of these witchcraft, like the spells and all that, take a long time. It's not instant gratification, okay? No. <laughs> not that I practice for long, but sometimes you got to wait these things out. These people will right. get what, what's coming to them eventually. Right. right. Sure. Exactly. Sure. Why not? Look, if that witch said somebody would die, they're not They're wrong not right. Eventually. Right. Right. I don't know. I, I'm not so sure that this scam was as scammy as what they're claiming. She may have been running a perfectly legit business. Yeah. They just didn't wait long enough. That's so, I, come on. That's the story we're sticking with. Exactly. So, now I want to know what Chris's wife and Caroline's Florida women uh, there we go. stories are. So, uh, guys, Chris, let us know what your wife's is. And Joe and Caroline, put that into your next episode. I demand it. They went uh, into... Uh, it, the the journey, mm-hmm. which is uh, really interesting. Yeah, just the, really cool. the the journey of you know from uh, college to out of college to working mm-hmm. to his wife working mm-hmm. to where they went, uh, all the, the places that all they the places lived. They, yeah, that they lived, yeah. You know, which and was super, the, like, I didn't realize some made, of them. Right. You know, right. Landing in Cincinnati. That was they both sacrifice so much to end up here mm-hmm. and and i'm glad i mean i really love having I chris too. in the city like I'm, I'm so happy that this is where they landed so we got to meet them they they talked a bit about college versus trade like trade schools and, yes. and it's true and it's something that we've mentioned before on sure. on a couple episodes ago that so much focus is and this is especially relevant today with the student debt forgiveness and all that kind of stuff that has some people happy some people are pissed it is what it is but the whole idea that as a parent you need to be cognizant of some kids just aren't made for college no. but they'd be perfect in a trade and there is yeah and 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 why is that so frowned upon like why did the u.s decide that a piece of paper was more important than an actual like working skill. Well, not just a know? trade, but also being great at you know all of the service industry right. things. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. the, uh, so many, so many of things, so many different jobs that make you know everyday life, uh, you know the, the civilized. luxury, yeah. civilized, yeah. and the luxury that they live. In. That's probably a quote <laughs> from Mike, what Mike wrote there, Julia. Good job, good job. Uh, but. Yes, that's that's absolutely true, and and I'm I'm not going to get on, and I won't have to get off any sort of soapbox. Mm-hmm. But that they really do talk about the fact that yes, college is is right for some, great mm-hmm. for some, uh, and even for those that go, uh, if they're not going to go and 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 work and and be in those professions, are they able to pay off that student loan, that student debt? If they sure. have no student loan, student debt, because they were able to work through getting whatever degree sure. it may be, and they're not going to go into that field. Well, then that's fine because sure. there is there is value in learning. There's sure. value in in, in uh, achieving that level of of education, uh, but that's not for everybody. And we right. shouldn't necessarily think that that everybody has to be funneled in that route because right. there are several other routes to go. It's all important. 
Right. And they had a really, really good conversation about those and about their experiences and what, what and how they will... Neither of them sounded like they were going to try to push their kids one way or another. It was just as they grow up, they're going to learn, hey, formal education schooling doesn't seem to be a great fit for for one of my kids. So if they decide they don't want to go to college, I'm not going to push that. I'm going to try to encourage them to do a service, a trade, that kind of thing. And sure. I really, I really, really enjoyed that part of, of this episode. Yeah, it was it was definitely a part of the show that I could connect with and, mm-hmm. and, and really uh, feel like I, I, I understood where they were coming from, which I think just about anybody could. Even right? I, I don't have kids, and even I was able to relate and be like, yeah, I mean, just knowing how things were for me growing up, it was still incredibly relatable. Yeah. Was there anything else you had? Because I have some multiple choice questions. Or, well, I have one question as a multiple choice question about this episode that you can either choose to answer or we can just kind of leave it up in the air for our listeners to well, This uh, is exciting, Julia. Yeah, yeah. I got a little I got a little creative with uh with with this listening experience. Okay, nice. Do you, had, lead, do you want to lead in? Do you want an introduction? Sure, uh, sure, why not? Why uh, not? Who should we who should we call and get to introduce the multiple choice? Let's do Liam Neeson. Julia has a particular set of skills. <laughs> She will find you. She will hunt you down. <laughs> and she will ask you a multiple choice question. They had a segment where they talked about sleepwalking. Oh, yeah. What did, what did Joe do or almost do while sleepwalking one time? Ah, okay. Did he A, make or almost make a bottle for one of his kids? Did he or did he almost take a shower? Or did he or... Almost did he first start homebrewing. Ah, very good. I'm going to leave that up to the listeners. What I will say is if I am not going to choose either of those, I'm going to choose D. And it is he uh, stood up in the middle of the night, opened the closet door, and almost peed in the closet. Yeah. (laughs) So all the listeners can choose between Uh, uh, (laughs) A, B, C, or D. or, or, Or D. Don't, please don't take the D, guys. That's all. That's all I'm. That's all I'm going to say to that one. All right. You are still good on your tequila. Yeah, I'm so good. I am still good on my beer. So, what? would you like to move on to Bruce Guy's happy hour or drinking with the gnome? Uh, uh, you know what? I feel kind of sad that we don't get to say the Cincinnati Brewcast. Uh, cheers. This week, cheers. Drink while you think about which podcast you want to cover next. Um. I feel like it's been normal for us to go from Craft Parenting Pod to Bruce Guys. Okay. So let's go to... Oh, we're switching it up then to yeah. Drinking with the Gnome. Drinking with the Gnome. Or his next big YouTube project, Dancing with the Gnome. Dancing with the Gnome. With, with a glass of some alcoholic beverage in hand. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. I can just see the sparkles on his on his coat Yes. right now. Dancing with the Gnome. This was Drinking with the Gnome. Wow. I'm going to try that one again. This is drinking with the gnome. Oh, my God. (laughs) So this is drinking with the gnome, episode 16, with Josh from Fruit Blood Wine, which I feel like there are all the Andes. We almost need all the Joshes. Yeah. Because there are more and more Joshes in the 
I'll just say alcohol industry because, well, although it would still kind of be brewing because Josh Elliott of Fruit Blood Wines, he started as the head brewer at Urban Artifact. Elliot. <laughs> For those of you not watching the Patreon live stream, uh, Marco just did an amazing ET impression, finger and all. They had a really cool talk about all the similarities between how Urban Artifact makes their beer and how Fruit Blood makes their wine as far as like spontaneous fermentation huh. and, and, you know, You're adding kidding. fruits and, and using fruits instead of just, you know, yeasts and, and you know, breaths and <laughs> singular, nah. singular and multiple breaths nah. uh, all involved in that. And it was... A, I don't want to call it a much more educational podcast than a conversational podcast because it was a really good split between education of the winemaking process and specifically the overly fruited winemaking process, if that's a thing. That's what I'm going to kind of call what Fruit Blood is doing. I felt like this episode did is it followed uh, that Josh through his journey with urban artifact oh, yeah. yeah and and really it was one of those things where one thing led to another and then the natural progression led to okay well i'm gonna do this now mm-hmm. you know it, that that's pretty much the way it felt to me is that it, it started off conversationally hey this is josh fruit blood wine and then he takes you through his journey yeah which just of course led to this it, it sounded like it was almost a mutual decision between like him and I don't know if it was just Brad, how many people from Urban Artifact were kind of involved in it. So I'll just say Urban Artifact as kind of a, an entity in, in this in this conversation. But it sounded like when the idea for doing wine the same way that Urban Artifact does. Well, I keep saying beer, but it's not beer. They're fruit tarts. So, Brett, I'm sorry. Meet me up at, at HG sometime. We'll buy you a pint or two to make up for me calling your, your your drinks beers, even though you have said multiple times it's not beer. The decision to go into wine is something that, to me, from the conversation, felt like they both kind of wanted to do it, but with licensing and um, the way that it had to be done, it made more sense for it to be a complete separate company, a complete separate entity, there's still a lot of partnership between the two, but Fruit Blood is its own thing. It is not an Urban Artifact product, although they are still very closely interlocked as far as kind of the interactions, how you can get the wine, the places you can get the wine, and a lot of the inspirations between the two the two brands. It does, does that make sense? I, I felt like I had... It does to me, but I listened. A, yeah, I felt like I had a, a better way of, of trying to explain that in my head and even in my notes and trying to translate that into words is failing miserably. Well, a lot of times in my head while I'm sleeping, I think of these uh, wonderful ways to put things together about these podcasts. And then I wake up and I totally forget all that shit. And uh, which is why uh, my notes a lot of times look very much like your notes. It's true. They do. And they do. Your brain dump is very All the things in between your notes, I've already thought of all of them and mm-hmm. forgotten them <laughs> by the time we get to get here and then, you know, put all this, uh, you know, regurgitate mm-hmm. or accidentally spill out of our mouths, whatever comes out. Yeah. So they did try, well... Gnome tried. Josh has had, obviously, all of his wines before, but they drank a couple of the different wines that Fruit Blood makes, and one of them, Gnome said it was it was kind of a cherry-focused wine, 
uh, called Love Bite. And Gnome said... Love Bites. It's wine. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to come up with these on the fly. just does not work as well as I would hope. Yeah, we could vet that But out he was... We'll, we'll, we'll dig into it. So Gnome had, was saying that he... He thought he hated cherries in in beverages, in beers, in in drinks, that type of thing. But then he tried love bites and realized that his hatred of cherries in beverages was completely justified. It was kind of an awkward part of the conversation. But awkward. Josh took it well. He took it well. Uh, let's see. What are some of the other things that... Um, because what we did was we grabbed the four different fruit blood wines that that they have up here at Higher Gravity Summit Park. Their branding is pretty psychedelic. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like any other wine brand that's no, out there no. on the shelf. And and these wines are, number one, they're in the cooler, mm-hmm. but also they had some that were out on the shelf next to all the other wines. They don't, they don't look like that at all. No, no. So, Mark, do you want to talk about the your thoughts on the design of two of the bottles and I'll do the other two? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. What do you have there first? Okay, first of all, all of them are partially wax dipped yes. in a different color mm-hmm. and it's with a, uh, a a beer cap at the top mm-hmm. of... I would just say bottle cap, but you know. Bottle cap, bottle cap, at the top <laughs> of a wine bottle. Yes. Uh, this one, which is Fruit Blood, uh, is a Warshot test in which you could either uh, find, looking at it initially, mm-hmm. uh, two people sharing uh, or, or biting into a fruit mm-hmm. uh, on each end, mm-hmm. or if you looked at it upside down, it looks like a lady in a bikini. Oh, you're right. Interesting. That's really cool. It does look like a lady in a bikini. The one that I have in front of me right now is Sleepwalker. And this is cool because there is glitter all over the label. So as soon as you pick this up, it's going to get on your hands. It's going to get everywhere. It's going to multiply. Not really. It's a really cool label, though. It's sparkly. It's glittery. My family knows I love glitter. (laughs) Who doesn't? It looks like a decoupage piece. Oh, yeah. You know, like I I absolutely think that this is fantastic. Uh, let me, sorry for the bottle noises all over the table. I'm going to reach over and grab one of the other ones. Oh, I like this one. Feral Cat. If you, I'm just going to let you guys guess what this label has a picture of. But there is a third eye and smiley faces in addition to what you would expect to see on a bottle of something called Feral Cat. And then which I, I never noticed the, the third eye when, I looked at, when I've looked at these before. That's oh, yeah. really cool. Yeah. And I have uh, Mercury in Retrograde. It's another one that uh, Gnome uh, tried. Yeah. yeah, red grapes and boysenberries. Boysen. Uh, this one's uh, very psychedelic. With It's a, another glittery one. A glittery label. What is this? This very real color mesh psychedelic. Almost like... It's a Grateful Dead-esque kind of. Or... Uh, um, what are those little rubber balls that have the different colors to them where they, you bounce them and they're Oh, yeah, like the like high bounce balls. balls super, super, yeah, super bounce balls, high bounce balls. Super You're bounce, right, yeah. yeah. It's like that. With, or kind of like an like old like Winamp visualization if you yes. are old enough to remember those. That's what I was thinking. Exactly, <laughs> Julia. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But no, this was a really cool episode. I like drinking with the gnome because for the most part, he touches on non-beers. Sometimes he... 
sometimes he does do beer, but for the most part, this is a podcast series that he gets to focus on the other things that he likes to drink, be it cocktails. Um, he did one many months ago on uh, on Chifu. Uh, hopefully he does one on sake or maybe he, I don't, did he do it on sake? I don't know. Neither of us can remember offhand, but if you look back through the other 15 episodes, you can see that. Um, but I'm glad that he touched on wine for this one. And I'm very glad that he touched on fruit blood wine because it's local. It's different. It's, it's heavily fruited. It's not your typical just pressed and fermented grapes, uh, which kind of leads me into the next talking point that I had and kind of the final talking point that I had on on this episode. Um, so before I get into that, it's another multiple choice question. Oh! Did you have anything else on this episode of Drinking with the Gnome that you wanted to go over before we get to that? Uh, no. I mean, let's, let's get to the multiple choice. Okay. Do you want to introduce this one with, say, who would be appropriate for an introduction into a question about wine? On a wind tour. The blank stare you're giving me says it all. Editor-in-chief of Vogue magazine. Oh. Very fancy <laughs> posh. I picture her with a glass of wine or champagne in her hand at all times. How about I just go for it? Because I kind of threw you off or do you have, Or do you I have, have nothing. an impression for that? I've got nothing. You don't have anything for that? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's as good as you guys are going to get. So this multiple choice question they talked a bit about label approvals and there was one specific style of wine that he had a lot of trouble getting the label approved for he had to kind of go back and forth a couple times on it yeah this is a it's a little cumbersome (laughs) that's what they should have named the wine yeah. Just throwing that out there. Maybe that can be something else. A go. cucumber-infused wine somehow. Make that work and call it oh. cucumbersome. Hey, Josh, reach out, to, reach out to us. We're at Truth Beer Pod. Let us know uh, what you think. Good. Um, Not a lot of sugar. Why, why did the Paquette label have so much trouble getting approved? Was it A, because of Chris from Ship Beers? Yeah. Was it B, because of Chris from Ship Beers? Yeah. Or was it C, freaking Chris from Ship Beers? Yeah. Uh, I think it was probably D, uh, Chris from Ship Beers. More than likely. Yeah. More than likely. Really cool episode. Loved hearing about Fruit Blood Wine. If you see it somewhere, I don't know if Josh is still doing tastings every now and then at like Higher Gravity and, and other places, but you can buy single glasses of it at Urban Artifact. I don't know if it's on tap there all the time, but most of the time. And also at Hop and Vines. So if you just want to try a glass instead of buying a full is bottle. On tap or is it by the I, well, glass? Well, I think you anyway. buy by the glass. I think I say on tap because I'm normally drinking beer and that's tap. That's not far from Probably. here. Probably. It's not. We Hop could, and Vines. We could uh, wrap this up early and maybe go over there and have a glass of wine. Yeah. To wrap things up. That's all not right. far. All right. Uh, you can also order... Uh, well, you can obviously buy bottles of Fruit Blood Wine at both higher gravity locations. But you can order Fruit Blood Wine on their website, fruitblood.com. They will ship it either to your house or you can pick it up at Urban Artifact. And those are your ways to... Or try shipping it to your work. Yes. And then just... Just see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. I saw that Ryan Geist was going into Texas. Congratulations to them. Uh, they are going into Texas. I think the Houston All of area. Texas are just, okay. I think okay. Houston area first. They're Dude, going awesome. in their uh, RG Bev's pack, I think, next month. 
uh, to follow with core beers uh, in December, if I'm not mistaken. That is freaking awesome. So Congratulations to them. That is fantastic. How about that? That is our recap of Drinking with the Gnome, soon to be Dancing with the Gnome, the YouTube uh, special five-part series. Yeah. Keep an eye on his YouTube channel for that. It's going to be all sequins all the time. It's going to be, uh, be amazing. Salsa and merengue. Speaking of, your tequila glass is empty, sir. It is. So do we need to take a quick break and let you get a refill? Yeah, and, uh, I'm gonna, well, not a refill. Well, no, 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 I wasn't going to let you. You're, you're limited to one. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I'm keeping you safe, sir. Yeah. Rachel. Julie's watching out for me. I, I am keeping an and eye on she always is. Yeah, I try to. Uh, yeah, let's take a real quick break, and then we will come back and cover Bruce Guy's happy hour and shift beers. Sounds good. All right, we'll be right back. Holy cow, we made it back, and Marco does not have another tequila. No. I'm doing good at keeping an eye on you. Yeah. <laughs> You're an yeah. adult. You do what you want. However, I, was, I wasn't going to have an, another tequila. Unless it was... Uh, out of a very specific bottle. Yeah. And then maybe. Maybe. But. No, but that was fun. That was <laughs> that fun. Was, yeah. I, I, you know, we we did that, so I wanted to have a tequila. It was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was awesome. Uh, you ruined I, me forever for tequila. Uh, because now I only will drink the best. Oh, it was so good. Uh, I had uh, what you have, the uh, uh, Dry Hoppin' Zwickle. Nice. Yeah, from Beef Baga. Excellent, excellent. So, and it's delicious. Uh, and I mean, let's do it. Let's get into Bruce Guy's happy hour. All right. This is episode 10 with Bill Owens, which the name was not familiar to me. But when I looked up some of his photography, because he is the man of a million talents. I mean, the, the list of things that he has done is staggering. I recognize some of the images. I'm like, oh, I've seen this before and I've seen this picture before. But this does not delve into his photography experience much, although it does touch on a couple of the experiences he had as a photographer. Photographer? Five. Six. Yeah. Ah, ah. Um, (laughs) The count. (laughs) The count. He did touch a bit on his experience with photography and the Hells Angels, which is probably one of his most famous photographs. So So when you're an extremely accomplished and, and... At that point, I don't know if he was iconic at that point, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, this many decades, across the decades, he's been an iconic photographer. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you do uh, when you're an iconic photographer and you can't seem to get work because you're so good that everyone thinks you're too expensive to hire and your profession's photography? You start America's first brew pub. You start America's first brew pub. That's what you do. Which is crazy. Yeah. But I want to go back to even before that part of the episode to the the kind of intro that Brent and Mike always do about their gracious, the the sponsor of their podcast, which is Higher Gravity. Uh Uh-huh. They keep saying, we'll see what at the bar. We'll be at the bar. I have never once seen them at the bar. No. So either they well, are. I haven't seen them here at Blue Ash, which makes a lot of sense that because does I make think a lot Brett and Mike, you know, Probably tend to are closer to north closer side. to north side. Uh, and by you, the time I get down there, at like seven o'clock in the evening on a Friday night, they're nowhere to be found. So I don't know if they're just saying that to say it, or if maybe just our schedules just don't overlap of, in any way, shape, or form. Speaking of saying <laughs> it to say it, did Michael say he was unemployed? 
I ran I ran a segment of that show back <laughs> at least three times. I was like, I swear he just mumbled under his breath think that he, he was unemployed. I think it was more the man I'm unemployable, which is a different thing okay, than that's being fine. unemployed. Totally different. <laughs> Like, Mike, I hope he, you are working. If you want to work, if you need to work, I hope you're working. If you don't need to work and you are uh, just, you know, living your best life, then so be it. I, but if you... He <laughs> I is self-employed said, and happy as hell. Okay, I, good. I don't know. I, yes. good, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Mike, just hope you're good, bud. Mike, you good? I'm sure he's good. Okay, Julia. He's an author. You good? Um, no. Yes. All right. Yes, no, there I'm good. Go. Some of the things that Bill Owens has done, he has founded beer magazines. He has written beer books. Maybe maybe Mike can take a couple notes on uh, on that, because I think Mike said that he wants to well, author But he a can't start his, America's First Brew Pub. No. Mike's an author, but he can't start America's First Brew Pub. Well, not, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, 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 and Bill Owens, as we've already said, kind of dabbles in photography on the side yeah. on occasion. Dabbles to an uh, accredited, like, award-winning degree. Oh, my God, I'm telling you. The story that he told about his process of opening his brew pub was absolutely hilarious. And it's because it was perfectly tinged with like the the personal struggles and like the whole trials and tribulations and the the fallouts that happened because of trying to open it and during the opening and how he tried to keep everything afloat he's an amazing storyteller not only that and yes he is mm-hmm. but along with that it's not only that but along with that he almost he almost goes in and gives you how he really feels about some of these uh, legends. Mm-hmm. And I'm using air quotes, but there's no need for air quotes because yeah. they are legends in the craft beer business. And he goes right up to the edge and almost gives you what he really thinks about some of these folks. Well, and that's one of the things that I had written down is the stories that he told about and just pulling... Uh, two of the names that he mentioned out of the air, the stories about Fritz and Jack, I love how all of their guests all just interconnect. Like, their stories all cross. They're, they're interwoven with each other, even in, even in small parts. But everything that Brett and Mike have done with this podcast so far has been so closely connected and so closely related to each other that I love seeing, like these these relationships as as big or small as they may be between all of these amazing and I'll just call them all beer barons whether it's sure. you know authors or you know people in the Smithsonian or brew pub owners or brewery owners they are all so closely linked and you don't realize that until you listen to these episodes and hear all of these stories and it's like oh yeah when i ran into you know fritz one time and talked to him here at you know gabf in this competition that i just randomly created to see who can make the most bitter beer because i was the most bitter man on the planet holy cow it's just like I, i don't know it's it's phenomenal i cannot say enough good things about bruce guys i what is great and it jumps out to me as somebody who is, you know, being in the beer business, also being in, 
in, in retail and management and all these other things. I mean, like, I'm trying to compile uh, uh, lists, you know, top five. Uh, oh, okay, let's do it. Top five. Top five. All right. All right. Got a top five. Uh, so from Bruce Guy's Happy Hour, from all of the episodes that they put out, top five uh, list of things you need to be successful in the beer business. Uh, brewery, okay. brew, brewery, brew pub, Just brew business, business bis- craft like beer venture. Craft beer venture. There Are you go. ready? I am uh, ready. Do, uh, number five on my. I don't have any OLIs. I don't have any outside looking ins. Uh, although, I mean, if you have your own list, you could have an OLI. Okay. So I'm going to go with number five. Number five is passion. You don't dive. You don't go into this without having a passion. Oh, absolutely for right. Beer for the beer business for for wanting to either the process or the outcome, whether it's uh, drinking great beer, whether it's the process of making great beer, whether it's the process of being around great beer. Uh, but yeah, uh, number five is passion. And are we ready? So number four on my list, knowledge. Yeah. So number four, I mean, knowledge. I mean, you need to you need to dig in. You need to know what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what happens is people who are just passionate but not knowledgeable, they won't make it. And so knowledge, passion, put them together. You have uh, some more tools that you need to, to be successful in well, the business. But what if you business. have the passion, but maybe you don't know exactly what you're doing, but you're willing to learn and learn from your mistakes, or you're willing to gain that knowledge as you try to figure out why didn't this work, which is what, like, Fritz and Jack kind of ran into with some stuff. It's like, why, why is this beer sour? Why is this, you know... Why is this thing happening? They might not have had the knowledge per se. They definitely had that passion, but they also had that desire to learn and to become knowledgeable. So. Yeah. So, I mean, that you may be on to my number three, Ooh, Julia. Okay. Did you read my notes before I, I did this? I may have glanced, but I did. I couldn't read your handwriting, I'll be honest. So I'm not exactly sure what you had written All down. right. So, number three on this list is, are you ready? Yes. Tenacity. All right, so you got to be tenacious, right? And uh, tenacious in all different ways, all aspects coming from around the circle, right? Uh, So, and yes, uh, coming into it and whether you have a passion, if you don't have knowledge but are passionate to get the knowledge, gain the knowledge, uh, go into the knowledge and Mm -hmm. and dig into what's needed, uh, that is passion, knowledge, tenacity, all of those things you Mm -hmm. certainly need going up to uh, number two. Uh, we're getting ready for number two. Everybody ready? So these are my top five things mm-hmm. that I have pulled from Bruce Guy's Happy Hour. All these episodes this season have been fantastic. What do you need? My big takeaways on what you need to start up your own craft beer business and hopefully be around for a long time. What's and that? I'm not going to call Bill's business a failure. No, because no, not at all. Because he started the first cra- uh, uh, beer pub in mm-hmm. America. It was around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, But I think we're getting down to the nitty-gritty when we come to number two. Number one. Okay. And number two on that list is money. Shit. (laughs) Yeah, you need a lot of money. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. I threw Uh, Marco into that one. Yeah, you need a lot of money. If if you don't have enough, you ain't making it. No. It's not going to happen. And I know it's an old joke. Uh, if you want to make a fortune, uh, you know, if you don't want to make a small fortune in the craft beer business, start with a large fortune. Uh, but the bottom line is that if you have an underfunded project, you're going to cut too many corners. Mm-hmm. And cutting too many corners, you are not uh, giving enough into whether it's uh, front of the house, back of the house, brewery, distribution, 
any any part of any aspect of this business that you need to run this business. Yeah, definitely okay. you need money. And the number one thing. Number one. Let's do it. From Bruce Guy's Happy Hour, all of these conversations, and especially this one, that you need to be successful is yes. lawyers. Shit. Funny enough, Bruce Guy's Happy Hour happens to have a lawyer on retainer. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Hmm. Yeah. So hmm. you need lawyers. <laughs> oh, and yeah. In this, in this episode, uh, there are... This un- episode points that out more than any other episode uh, More than any other episode. Today. Yes. But there are... There are the landscape is littered with uh, partners that have come together, partners that have separated. Mm-hmm. All of that takes attorneys, partners that who felt they'd been wronged, partners who knew what they were getting into and needed a, an out. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff needs lawyer, lawyers, attorneys. You know, when you're dealing with federal government, state government, when you're dealing with employees, when you're dealing with ownership stakes, when you're dealing with all Basically these things. Basically every aspect of the business. You need attorneys. Yes. You need, you, need, you need lawyers. Agreed. So you need lawyers, you need money, you need tenacity, knowledge, and then we hope you have the passion. Because if you don't have the passion, don't, don't even bother. No, definitely not. That's an awesome list. And very fitting as well. I think that that this episode with Bill Owens touches on all of those in different ways, but more so, like you said, some of the things, you know, lawyers, this episode, 100% uh, mentioned how important, how important, wow, important, oh, oh, you how know what? important lawyeries are. There is an OLI. I give you an OLI. I apologize. It should have went in the beginning. OLIs go in the beginning, but outside looking in, mm-hmm. uh, accountant. Yes. You need an accountant. An accountant. If yes. you don't have an accountant, you are fooked. This is very true. I don't true. know why I censor myself. <laughs> we are an over 21 <laughs> podcast. I could say fucked. It's, it's true, but hey, appreciate you trying to be a little more conservative with stuff. I only had three other notes about this episode. All right, let's go. One of them is another multiple choice question, so I will save that for the end. Okay. There is an absolutely amazing, another amazing story that mentions a house plant in a car driving across the country mm-hmm. that you guys definitely should listen to. That's true. It is hilarious and wonderful. And Brett and Mike realized that they were pains in the S's via a Reddit post. <laughs> so if you're yeah. not on Reddit, that, you yeah. mentioned something <laughs> you're about not that. on Reddit, get on Reddit. You never know what you're going to find out about yourselves and others. You never know. Uh, what are the, what's Reddit say about us? That we are the best podcast about Cincinnati craft beer podcast that We're ever the number was. one. We're the, we number, the number one, one. craft beer podcast Although that we, talks about Cincinnati craft beer yes. podcast. Although we did fall off of the Canadian food and beverage charts again. Every now and then we kind of creep onto there yeah, and then we disappear. So uh, shout out to our friends up north. We love you guys. We're glad you're still listening on occasion at yeah. least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have um, one last multiple choice question. Okay. So we answered. Is- uh, let's see. Uh, who? Al Pacino? Sure. I don't uh, know if we've had much Al Pacino. Ah. Uh, ha. Al. Uh, Maybe this Julia. is why. <laughs> Julia's multiple. That's it? Okay. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect, Marco. You did amazing. 
Bill Owens. Owens. That was Al. I did not know this, but he pretty much invented three very common beer styles that we all know and most of us love today. Which of these three is not one of the styles that Bill Owens invented? Ah. A, the IPA. Uh-huh. B, the pasty stout. Uh-huh. Or C, the pumpkin ale. Yeah. So uh, uh, did he invent uh, D? Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not laughing at that one. The, uh, the toaster. E, the electric blanket. Oh. Or F, did he invent the amber ale? Those are all very solid choices. And to find the answer, you're going to have to listen to episode 10 of the Bruce Guys Happy Hour. Right. It was awesome. And you may get some D. You might get some D. Or you just might get some stories from some pains in the asses. That's right. Or both. Are you ready to move on to the most wild and crazy podcast that we have the absolute pleasure of recapping week in and week out, except for on the weeks when they don't release an episode? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's go. Shift Beers, episode 95. The final, 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 we mean it this time, Seltzer Show. Bullshit. It is complete and total bullshit. But hey, I appreciate their efforts to stop causing their their own gastrointestinal distress with the amounts of carbonation that they ingest every time they do one of these episodes. Most every importantly, time they try and stop, they get pulled back they in. They get pulled back in, yeah. yeah. Most important thing to mention about this episode, Beth is back. back. We love that Beth is back. We have missed her the last couple of episodes, and she brought it. It was absolutely phenomenal. She was great. She brought that Beth shit. She really did. She got some. Gr- she got some great. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I'm still on my first beer, so I don't. This I have. You are. I have no excuse what? other than I'm just. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. Maybe I need more. Maybe you that's need the to problem. Need to be on your second beer. Good God. I give, Maybe I, we I get just, uh, some two chicks. You know, <laughs> and I have one. Co- anyway, oh, you know what? Hey you now. know what the problem is? You know what I am not? What I have not had today that I normally have here on Tuesdays? Tequila. A Bloxerita. That's right. That's the problem. <laughs> hmm. I, I I have no excuses. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're in the shift beers recap, which means oh, yeah. we go off the rails just as much as they do. Speaking of off the rails, they had multiple drunk line calls. <laughs> and they were amazing. The very first great. one from a certain, from some friends of the show, they cut off early because they weren't drunk enough. So be warned. <laughs> I if, thought they were building to it, though. That's what I thought, too. And then like, they're just like, nope, hey, we're not going to hey, listen. Hey, I'm know, like. It's like we're doing this and this and it this. It could have gotten good. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. And they just if like, if you are if you are out somewhere that you can get home safely from and you are drunk, or if you are home and you are drunk, call their drunk line, leave them a message. It is 804-445-2337 or 804-44 or I'm sorry, I fucked that one up because again, I've only had one beer so I don't you know even what had I'm, the whole I haven't beer. even had the whole thing. This is beyond stupid 804 high five, five beer beer oh. <laughs> julia julia pause pause the show finish this beer get another one oh my god 
what, what, what am I doing with my life? I think what it is maybe some sort of dehydration sort of thing. So beer's going to help with that? Yeah, it will. Mm. It will. I, but I think the thing <laughs> is that I know you had, and this is author, like, uh, I know you had some trials at work that were temperature related. This is true. And I think, true. I think you just need to take some time and collect yourself a little bit. And get which a little means drunk. finish this beer and get another one. <laughs> All right, we are back. I finished my beer. I should be good now, which if you... No, I think you're going to be good. If you listen to Crime and Sports, though, saying you're good now is not a positive thing. Okay. But we have remedied the situation. I finished my beer. And we now, because this is a seltzer show where we're eating, we decided that we needed to play the part and have seltzers. But we are upping the ante. That's right. Marco, what is in your glass? I have Astra Pink Lemonade with a cowboy, uh, which is like a, what is it, like a uh, third ounce shot or something. Uh, uh, it's a cowboy of uh, the Smirnoff. It's pink lemonade, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vodka. Yes. And so I got that with the Astra Pink Lemonade, which you can get here at Higher Gravity. And... Uh, I took a drink of it. I said, holy shit, that was good. It turns that drink up to 11, which I'm happy to say that mine is an 11 as well, which, you need, hell, which you need to try. So that is good. Well. I, I think yours might be a little better, but mine also no, hasn't, but yours hasn't, yet, hasn't yours, infused all the way yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So right. that's the other thing I want to talk about is, so, uh, Julie, tell you have a what? I have an Astra Pink Lemonade Heart Seltzer with an added strawberry blocks. Okay, so when going to talk about blocks again, and because we have it's blocks, amazing. and they're amazing. It's, ama- it's so amazing. Good. They're amazing. So a couple of things: if you want your blocks to uh, dig into or, or, or uh, melt or disseminate, you can you can open a blocks and plop it in, and it'll be full blocks form. Right, like like or, exactly like an ice cube. Yeah, exactly or what it does. you can take and do a little massaging to the blocks. Almost like taking, you know how you want to juice a lime? Yeah. Right? You take you a lime and you and roll you, the lime. Yeah, yeah. You can take a blocks and, and you, you can do a little. Crush the pudding cup. Crush the pu- roll the blocks mm-hmm. cube mm-hmm. Uh, in the packaging. And that way when you open the packaging and 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 dispense it into the, the, the glass, it's already sort of uh, it's cracked. A quicker infusion. Yeah. You get, yeah, you yeah, get yeah, a little yeah. bit quicker infusion. So yes. that's a little little tip. Little blocks tip. Yes. Just the tip as far as uh, a blocks is concerned. And follow blocks at on the blocks on uh, the Instagrams and on the Facebooks. They're a local company. They make an amazing product. And damn, this is good. Holy shit! Get to shit. higher gravity and get a drink with a blocks in it. I mean, seriously. Oh my god. This is what I've been missing all night. So back to shift beers. Jadrinkin was, they must have edited some stuff down because it was only 20 minutes long. Yeah. But they said it was 30. And they effed so, us. They're like, yeah. F you, Julian Marco, if you yeah, don't like it. Pretty much. It's like, no, we're not saying we don't like it. We're, we're, we're just, just mentioning. about it. Yeah. We're just mentioning that Jadrinkin is mostly half the episode. episode. All the time. Not just every now and then, but every single episode. Guys, although this drinking did include a couple cool... Did I add a G to the end of that again? Is Chris going to come after me? 
He's too busy. This is true. He does He's have too a lot busy. Going He's on. at the Millcroft. He's too busy. This is very true. There were a couple of really cool things that they talked about in this week's Jadrinkin. A lot of it was about going to the Cincinnati Zoo and how oh, it yeah, is yeah. all uphill. Like there are there are no so declines. Uphill. Everything is an incline. And they were talking about kangaroos and like, well, how many kinds of kangaroos are there? I found out for you guys. Oh shit. As you know and they knew that I would. There are four species of kangaroo. Okay. Yeah, I didn't write down all the all four. You guys have to do some of the work. Oh, okay. But, I thought I thought you were going to hit us with it. <laughs> well, your, there was like a red kangaroo, a red kangaroo, a gray kangaroo, and I don't remember the other two. But there are four. A uh, couple things. First of all, when's the last day to order a spaghetti T-shirt from? I don't know. Okay. One of the stories that they did talk about, however, uh, were getting lost as kids in different like public places. That's true. I got lost at Oktoberfest once when I was like three or four. Cincinnati. Oktoberfest, Cincinnati. We had we had a kid get lost, and uh, was it your kid? We I'm did. It was, my, it was my oldest kid, and oh. to be, I I honestly, Rachel and I were not responsible for keeping an eye on our kid because we had other family members there, mm-hmm. and one of the other uh, older. Uh, siblings mm-hmm. was supposed to be watching this particular kid mm-hmm. and we got lost in the biggest uh christmas shop like in the united states is oh, up God. in uh what's it called uh bruner's up in uh michigan mm-hmm. um giant christmas shop and alicia had the wherewithal uh to go up that to somebody that worked there mm-hmm. and said Hey, you know, I lost my family, and they were immediately on the walkies, oh, okay. and like everybody okay. was like, you know, blasting it out. And then we found her, and oh, she's wow. okay. And um, wow, yeah, I mean, she doesn't she doesn't seem to be scarred from that event. Although we as parents hold that You're, you as parents are scarred by it, but luckily it did not leave any lasting impressions. No. On, on no. your child. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's uh, good. Was I ever lost or left behind? Um, no. In this episode of Shift Beers, they drank a whole bunch of seltzer mix packs, which, as you know, typically leads to a lot of burps. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Brian is back to not bringing anything. Oh, B. Ryan. At all. B. Ryan. If he spelled his name right, maybe he would do better at this whole, like, podcast sharing beers kind of thing but you never know we did get a brian the brewer guy like kind of mini segment as part of their discussion on seltzers which was pretty fun uh let's see josh finally met sean white the ah the sean white who a lot of you may not know he is a friend of the show yeah he is an amazing guy i'd love to meet sean it'll happen it will happen we will we will find a way and it will be absolutely amazing. It will be. I only, I actually only have a handful of other notes on this episode. Uh, they kind of rolled through stuff. It was the episode was only about an hour long, a little over an hour long. If you listen to this episode, you get every single one of the shift beer cast and cast members. Yeah. Like this is a, I don't know whatever. cast members. Whatever. I'm going with it. All of their Wi-Fi passwords. 
<laughs> so all you have to do is listen to the episode, write down a couple of passwords, drive around, park in front of their houses, and free Wi-Fi four days until they call the cops on Right. <laughs> Which, risk, they, they, risky, that's, risky, that's, risky. That was funny that they did that. Always nice to run into fun people uh, at anywhere you're at, but uh, yeah, here especially at, at Higher Gravity. Higher Gravity Summit Park. Uh, Everyone's awesome, to, uh, especially producer Annie. That's right for producing us these amazing amplified seltzers. Yes, shout out to yes. producer Annie who is doing a, a great job. And yes, so, yes. Uh, where did we leave off? Uh, we were talking about fire alarm stories which was a lot of fun this episode, which leads to a very critical piece of information that you need to know. Beth never forgets. No. Never forgets. She will remember to the second. Liam Neeson. Oh. No. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. I have a very particular set of skills. And it is saying the word. No. Excellent. (laughs) So they were talking about how this is their final, 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 final seltzer show ever. They're never going to do it again. Never, ever, 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 ever. So I thought, let me go back and see how many seltzer shows they've actually done. This is, this is time well spent. It, it, it took me a little bit of time. This is their fifth seltzer show. Okay. Their and first they're on episode, what, 95? 95. 95? Yes. Yes. So not, every, not bad. Every, every like twenty-five to thirty episodes, they need they need to do a seltzer show. Sure. Uh, episode. they the very first seltzer show was episode ten, and then episode forty-six, episode fifty-nine, eighty-three, and now ninety-five. The burp counts for the show. Well, actually, before we get to the burp count, because that's what we normally close with. Yeah. I have a multiple choice question ah, based off of Julia's their seltzer question. drinking because they had some really good seltzers, but they also had some really bad seltzers on this show. All right. So I'll give you an intro. Okay. What if I, what if I do uh, maybe uh, like end of the world uh, movie theater Ooh, yeah. like trailer? Yeah. What was his name? The, the movie trailer guy. I want to say it was like Don something, but I don't know. But yes. You, you want me to give it. you something yeah, like that? Ab- oh, absolutely. All right. Because this Are is our ready? last podcast to recap. So the end of the world, the end of the episode, it fits. So give it to me. In a world where the podcast recap is going to end, there's one question with several possible answers. <laughs> and the end is coming. Julia's multiple choice questions. What seltzer flavor that they had on episode 95 of Shift Beers tasted like prom night car sex? Ah, yes. (laughs) I'm not making that phrase up. You have to listen to the episode to find out. Correct. Was it A, Astro Crush? Was it B, Astro Grape? Was it C, Astro Blast? Or, I have some D for you, was it Astra Bomb Pop? In a world where Julia has some D. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. Oh, my goodness. Doing the Discovery Channel. Oh, this episode was so much fun to listen to. 
Did you have anything else before we get to the best part of our ship beers recap? Julia has some D. <laughs> no, let's go. <laughs> All right. So before I give you the numbers for this episode, okay, I want to give you the burp counts for their previous seltzer. I love episode. that you did this, Julia. That's so awesome, and it's one of the reasons why you're the best co-host <laughs> in podcast India. <laughs> So what's fun is episode, their first seltzer episode, episode 10, came out way before we were doing this show. So I actually went back and re-downloaded and re-listened to episode 10 to get this count. Ah, okay. So you guys are welcome for the added, added, added download. download. Yeah. So the first seltzer episode, episode 10, had a total of 35 burps. Which is 4.375 pints of your favorite libation. Okay. And I want to. I have a couple really quick comments about this episode because listening back to the old episodes was was a lot of fun. Okay. But I did notice right, a couple. Uh, no, things. Give, give yeah. it. Give it to us. Uh, I have it on a post-it because we didn't have a notebook page for it. Uh, Julia has they, notes on oh a post-it. I'm a guy. They talked about how they had to, they were like, man, there's so many burps you're going to have to cut out of this. They used to edit out some of the burps. Oh, my which God. Is they used to edit out some of the burps. And because they were like, no one wants to hear the burps. No one's going to care that we're burping. No one's going to whatever, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Seeing where we are today. And this is where they used to record at a different location. There was no background noise for most of the episode, which you and I have noticed. It really it, it sounded so odd. Because I, I was listening, I'm like, man, it sounds so different. And I finally realized, it, yeah. It's too flat. It's too static. It's, no matter how much energy they gave off as individuals without yeah, anything in the background to balance it. It was just really cool because I'm like, what sounds, why does this sound so much different? Because they're giving that same energy that they do today. It's not like they're doing anything different. And then I'm going... It's dead silent behind them because they yeah. record now in a very different location than when they recorded when they first started. So we that was super cool. That we, was super cool to go back to and, and do. Good call out, Julia. Uh, good shout. Um, it's also something that we notice uh, when we're doing our, our live podcasts is mm -hmm. that if there's not background music, it just seems to flat. Flat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So pro podcasting, a tip for you guys. If you're doing a conversational podcast again it depends on what it is if you're doing like a drinking show something that's more more social and not just a kind of back and forth sometimes having that 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 natural ambient background noise really adds to what you're doing such as like a drinking show sure depending on again depending on the kind the the podcast that you're doing it may or may not fit right but if, you're, for if you're doing something our, you know super deep dive into, into somebody's past go, tell me um when, when that happened to you, how did you feel? While Britney Spears is playing in the background, right? Exactly, right, like, it may not fit, but I just thought that was cool, so I wanted to to bring that up and mention that Britney Spears toxic. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> baby, can't you or, see? All right, so for the second seltzer episode that they did, episode forty six, they I think that's when they stopped editing things out. I think around the forty, somewhere in the forties, was where we first started listening and doing a burp count for them. Uh, episode 46 of Shift Beers had 71 burps, which is 8.875 pints. The third seltzer episode, episode 59, 70 burps, 8.75 pints. Episode 83, they, I don't know, there must have been something wrong with everyone because it is their highest burp count ever, 
ever, ever, ever, I, I don't want them to break this because I think they will hurt themselves trying to do so. But episode 83 of Shift Beers was 162 burps. Holy shit. 20.25 pints. Like, that'll kill you. Either How the many, burping or the pints. Was it a longer episode? Uh, I don't remember. I didn't have that written no, down. No, that's I was fine. Trying to go through. But that was I don't fucking think, crazy. I don't think it was that much longer. It was over an hour, but I don't remember it being like their two-hour long episode. But for this, their current final episode uh, with seltzers, episode 95, their fifth seltzer episode thus far, they did pretty good. Not 162 good, but they did pretty pretty well. Well, I don't think they're going to hit their all time. I, I just don't. Like I said, I think they would have to really, really try hard and potentially hurt themselves, which we do not want them to do. No. This episode no. of Shift Beers, 79 burps. Okay. 158 ounces, which equals 9.875 pints of your favorite seltzer. Hell yeah. Very, uh, very, very good. Well done, guys. Well done. Well, well done. done. Well done. And that completes our recap of Shift Beers, and therefore, all the, all the episodes that we have to recap this week. So our show is done. I'm a little sad. Yeah, but you know what? We saw some amazing seltzers, too, to finish off. We do. We could, we could probably get uh, whatever's next in a door cup and just sit outside in the gorgeous sunset and have a drink in the park. We could. We could. We could. Well, let's wrap this up, see what happens. If you like what we're doing, if you had fun with, with our show tonight, please like, review, subscribe, share, give us five stars, all the stuff that all of the other podcasts that you listen to tell you to do. We would love for you to do that for us as well. You can follow us on social media. We are at Truth Beer Pod everywhere. You can watch all of our episodes on YouTube. There's no video yet. We are working on figuring that out, but you can listen to them all on YouTube. If you'd like to monetarily support our show, please do that at truthbeerpod.com. There's a big blue support us link. Or if you're in the higher gravity area, you can buy a gift card for us and leave it there. That'd be sweet. Let us know. Or let them yeah. know to put your name on it so we know who to shout out and thank for for sure for essentially the, the beers at In, higher gravity. All right. So long story short, thank you for your support. It helps. It uh, does. Go and support and help us. And If you don't uh, like what we're doing, if you don't want to support us and you want to complain about us, send all those to at Raging Hop on Twitter. Yeah. And I would urge you to continue listening because yeah. at some point I think uh, – we're going to make content that you're going to like. Agreed. And if not, at least we get the, you know, fortune of you continuing to listen. It's true. So, uh, anyways, thank you to everyone. And, uh, Julia, what are you doing next week? I think I'm going to be sitting probably here at Higher Gravity Blue Ash, Summit Park, whatever you want to call it, with you, talking about the podcast we listened to this past week. Do you want to call out anything special coming up? Uh, I almost said October, September the 12th, Fretboard Brewing Blue Ash. You might see us there live. Cheers. Cheers, guys. We'll see you next week.